0: Digest Podcast. Your hosts here are Remley and Faith, and we'll be having conversations about resources that point children to Christ. We're a project of westminsterkids.com, a ministry of Westminster Theological Seminary. We're a team of parents, seminarians, and overall book lovers who are passionate about equipping the next generation with resources that point them to our Savior, Jesus. We do the work that we do because we believe that books play a profound role in the lives of children. So this show is where we're gonna come together and discuss books that promote biblical faith, redemptive imagination, and Christ-like character formation. Welcome, we hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Westminster Kids Digest podcast. We're your hosts, Remley and Faith, and we're excited to have you join us for this episode
1: of the podcast. Today we're talking about how to walk with children and teens through their doubts and questions about Christianity. As adults, we have the opportunity to shepherd the next generation in the faith, but what do we do when they bring their big questions? How do we respond when they express their own doubts?
0: you wrote a great article about how to walk with children and teens with questions about the faith you started your article with questions um that your own daughter had at four which seems awfully young but goodness it does start young doesn't it you wrote that she asked how do i know that the bible is real what about other gods and other religions And you said that it caught you off guard a bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seems like it would. Uh, So often as adults, we can be surprised when children in our lives start to ask hard questions um, or even seem to be doubting their faith. Uh, Sometimes
1: we start panicking. Why do you think we do that? Yeah, I, I Like you said, um, my daughter started asking questions really young and it did catch me off guard because she was being raised in the church and still is being raised in the church. And she, at the time, was being homeschooled. So it's not like these questions were coming from outside Mm -hmm. influences. Uh, It wasn't coming from school. It wasn't coming from... um, Uh, things that she was reading necessarily it was just coming from her own heart and i think it it can um, be scary as parents to hear those questions because they sound like such big big questions of of Mm -hmm. challenges to the to to their faith and Mm -hmm. and as christian parents the thing we want most of all is for our kids to to know and love god Mm-hmm. And to know and love God requires faith and trust and belief in the scriptures, that what they say is true, that that he is who he says he is. And I think sometimes when we hear these questions, mm-hmm. we can automatically think that it means that they are losing their faith. It means that, you know, they're going to walk away from their faith, or it means that if we don't answer them completely correctly and and. Uh, In this very moment, that they are going to uh, walk away from God, Mm -hmm. and in some ways, it 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 shows something good about what God has placed on our hearts that we really truly want them to know and love Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the same time, um, our kids need something besides panic (laughs) or fear from us, (laughs) because if they Um, if they uh, sense that. even if we don't yell at them you know or something like that like why would you ask that but even if it's like, oh my gosh, like we start panicking about right. like, what was happening you know like or, do you really ask do you, do you love Jesus you know do you really believe um, right. then they start panicking too and they also they also start um, they, they start learning that it's not safe to bring their questions to us mm. and I say our kids but if you're an, a Sunday school teacher, if you are ha- an auntie or uncle, I'm so grateful for aunties and mm-hmm, uncles mm-hmm. in my kids' lives that are speaking to them about God, and they can ask their questions too. I'm thankful to have nieces and and a nephew um, to 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 be able to talk to them about God too. So just the children in our lives, and not just little kids, but teens too, um, they need to know that it's a, it is uh, okay to bring their questions, and so panic is not the um, uh, preferred response. I really uh, re-
0: resonate with uh, what you're talking about. I think it's helpful in some ways to demonstrate for kids uh, that you can kind of hit a little bit of a timeout. You can say, mm. um, you know when you, when you look at the way God deals with us and with the way that God deals with people throughout scripture, when they come face to face with who he is, um, they're constantly being reminded, um, to not be afraid, do not fear, Mm. do not tremble. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't like, we do have fear of the Lord. That's a good thing. Um, however, um, fearfulness, As parents in the face of difficult things like kids asking questions um, isn't a great example to be setting. It's not um, paralleling uh, what God's called us to do, Um, but it's also a good time to just say, hey. uh, That's a big question. It's a, And it's okay to name that. I think it's important to name that. Like, cause a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially like with your own daughter at four, um, they don't know they just stumbled into a really big question. Yes, that's
1: true. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they're,
0: they're not sure. They They just were thinking about something and just saying, wow, that is a huge question. Can we stick a pin in that? <laughs> come back to that. <laughs> Can be really helpful because um, they don't always know. Um, but yeah, I think, like you mentioned, um, seeing it as an opportunity. Um, yeah, it is that opportunity to to demonstrate humility, um, realizing our own human frailty, <laughs> like we don't have all the answers. Um, but then also uh, in how we respond to their questions, um, we can convey God's character to them? Um, So do we answer them patiently, calmly, as thoroughly as we can, um, while at the same time not handing them more than they need at their Mm -hmm. age ranges, right? Um, So what would that look like then, Um, like in your own context, like with your your daughter asking a question like that, using that Mm -hmm. as an opportunity?
1: Um, there's this quote that I really like from George MacDonald, and he says, doubts are the messengers of the living one to rouse the honest. They are the first knock at our door of things that are not yet, but have to be understood. And, Mm -hmm. and I think, um, from, from that kind of, um, Vantage point. And I say opportunity, like what is an opportunity? What is it an opportunity for, right? It's an opportunity, like what you said, Remly, like, to model humility and patience and even human human frailty on the side of parenting. Um, it's an opportunity to model patience with their questions, and, but it's also an opportunity to answer their questions. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. I think the big questions that they have are not actually doubts. Sometimes they're questions where they're trying to make sense of of what they're seeing in the world and what they're learning about God. So that's actually a good thing that they're asking questions. They're asking questions because uh, they are actually trying to, to they see faith as part of life. And so right. when they see something that doesn't mm. make sense, like for example, my son asked me, you know, why did God make tornadoes, right? Mm. And, mm. and his question isn't just about like, you know, creation, right? Or even, even just like the fall, right? But it's like, God is in control, he made everything, but this is something that's not good, that causes destruction that I see in the world. How do I make sense of both? And the amazing thing is that we actually have answers to that as Christians. Like we have answers to things like, if God's in control, why is there suffering? Or we have answers to things like, why are there other religions? Um, How do, you know, what about science? Uh, And Mm -hmm. things like that, Mm -hmm. that we can actually give them and we can model for them. Hey, let's bring these questions, to God. Um, I mean, backing up a bit in order to be able to do that, they have to feel safe to bring their questions to us. And I think one thing I feel really passionate about, um, and I wrote up this about this in the article and I, uh, um, and I tell this to my teens, uh, uh, that I teach in Sunday school or in, you know, are with, in youth group is, um, I've often said that, that, um, I have had probably most, if not all of the questions that they have now mm-hmm. uh, that I want them to know that it's not, it's okay to have hard questions and that it's a normal part of the Christian life mm-hmm. because I want them to first bring their questions to, to, to God, but also to um, mature believers and into the church. I, I had that, ex- I had an experience where nobody told me this, but because I think I didn't necessarily see a modeled is that I, when I started feeling doubts as a young person, there's just this automatic shame, and I think that's natural. Mm-hmm. Even if we tell them it's okay, that's why we have to tell them it's okay because mm-hmm. they will feel afraid, right? It's a, it's scary to feel like, what if everything I've been taught isn't true? Right, um, right. Maybe they're afraid of being shamed. Maybe they're just afraid of letting other people down, um, and the parents who who they love and who love them. You know, what if I say that I don't believe this anymore, and so. I want, that, I want to say, we want to know where you guys are. Uh, be honest with where you are because God already knows, first of all. And, and second of all, be honest with you where you are because if you don't bring your questions here about God, where will you find them answered, right? Uh, if you only feel safe talking to people who agree with you, who are questioning your faith, um, then where will you hear the other side? That's what I tell them. And so, um, so I want them to know it's safe. And then once they once they bring them, then we can invite them to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked with my kids about this the other day about questions and asked them who are people in the Bible that had questions? And they named they named people that I didn't even think of. They named <laughs> they're like David. I'm like, You're right, David uh-huh. in the Psalms. Like he asks yeah. a lot of questions or um and we ha- we have Thomas and and all of these uh, ways that the Bible even models that kind of honest question answering before God as a mm-hmm. as a step towards greater faith mm-hmm. and um, and for me in my own experience that's what doubt has been it's been just uh, a place where God when he meets me then I have deeper trust now. It's not just like a survival, but it's an opportunity for deeper trust, having tested faith and, and having come through it so many times, I'm not afraid as much every time it comes. And and I think I want my teens to know that I want the kids to know that too. And so maybe even from my own experience, it's, it's shaped me so that I am bringing that to my kids and teens. And I think that's what they need to hear because we forget that they don't know what we used to be. Right. um and and i think from young people for young people to hear oh wow like these people who have this faith that seems unshakable it wasn't always like that and and i think uh that in of itself is is valuable because a lot of their questions we've had too and mm-hmm. and it's helpful for them to know that um and i know you were talking about that rambling really earlier before we hopped on and started recording about how you were helped by your own dad and so and i imagine that that probably also shapes the way that you answer questions that your kids have can you share a little bit about that
0: yeah yeah so i think i think kind of going off of what you're saying there's a point where um our lives our testaments and resources um when it comes to leading kids um and this has come up um with my own interactions and volunteer work with um, youth and with their children's ministry is uh, just like what you said trying to create a culture an environment where um, you're a safe person and a safe place to come to and ask those questions um, because growing up I I didn't really I had it I had um a uh, a pretty conservative baptistic background was in the church was in youth group um but i didn't have the experience where those places could be places where i could take my questions to however um i was very blessed by having a dad who um was was somebody that I could go to and ask those questions, um, and so if I if I went to my Sunday school teacher or my youth group leader and said, "Hey, but what about um, this or that?" or I'm really struggling to understand how, especially the the existence of evil with a good God, right? The theodicy question was a big one mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, I'd get shut down in those contexts. But then I could go mm-hmm. and talk to my dad, and he would often either resource me with some books to read, or would just gently talk to me about them, and also affirming like these are big questions. Um, mm-hmm. You're not, you have stumbled on something that people have been talking about for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said. Um, a lot of times the best relationships, I mean, even taking it apart from our relationship with God, but even our human relationships, oftentimes our best relationships are ones that have had some kind of conflict, friction, misunderstanding, but through wrestling through that, through talking through it, we get closer um, mm-hmm. uh I, and I think it's only more true with our relationship with God when he invites us closer into that relationship, we press into him. Um, mm-hmm. those are, yeah, those are stronger ties. Um, so the existence kind of like what you were saying with, um, with, uh, your son, the existence of questions in and of themselves are good. It means that they're thinking about it. They're making connections. Um, and yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: grew up with a dad that said that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is
1: so precious. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And you know, what you said about, about, um, I don't remember what it was, but what you said earlier that made, made me think and uh, that, oh, about the relationship um, getting closer you mm. know, to God. Um, it reminds me that they are getting a chance to experience what God is like, not mm. just they need both their answers as well as know that God is patient and he is kind and he is patient with question askers and and that he doesn't demand a faith that is stronger than what they have to give, but that that mustard seed of faith is enough if they put it in God so that they're learning. Sometimes I think uh, with wanting to equip our kids, you know, for challenges, like we want them to know that the Bible has solid answers to the questions that uh, uh, to the questions and challenges that it's faced for Mm. millennia right we Mm. want them to know that but at the same time you know the that is not their faith cannot be in the strength of their argument Mm. um because that is where the fear comes in and and (laughs) and in the end like our, our our faith is in is in God because he is faithful to reveal himself. We do believe that he is, Mm -hmm. he, he gives us the scriptures, but um, it can just be that little slight twisting of like trust, you know, of like, Mm -hmm. we just, we just have to give them enough to equip them in worldview and in, Mm -hmm. you know, and in apologetics, but, and those are good um, and helpful, but, but what happens when your faith doesn't feel that big and doesn't Mm -hmm. feel that strong and you're not so sure about those, those, um, those uh, uh, arguments that you were before, and other people are more sure than you. And so, what they need, and that's what helped me when I was, you know, struggling in my own faith, was that you just need that faith as small well as a mustard seed, and what matters is the strength that you of what you're putting it in. Uh, and that's what I think as a teen somebody taught, and I, I really just hung on to that. And that's what I am teaching my kids to, and and want the other teens that I'm teaching at church to know mm-hmm. that God is is so gracious to receive our small faith Uh, Mm -hmm. i think of the man who said to jesus i believe help my unbelief Mm -hmm. and for kids and for teens who are who are not just asking hard questions but really feeling that sense of doubt feeling that sense of i don't even know if i know what the bible says but i'm not sure it's true Mm -hmm. That is a really great place to meet them and to be like, hey, why don't you pray? Why don't you say, God, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. With whatever faith you actually have, you know, God, if you're there, right? God, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. Um, God, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Mm -hmm. The Bible models that and their doubts are a chance for them to, because that's what we want, right? Not just to, to know, we don't want them to just know the right answer, but them to know God. Right, and the right. Bible models that, and this is a chance for them to know God better, like right. what you said, Revly. That's yeah. really helpful.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a helpful distinction too. In that, it's like what is the what is the goal. all of this? What is the goal of these discussions, these questions, these resources, all of that? And I think sometimes we can really buy into this message that if you get the questions right, or if you have the right answer, Mm. um, then somehow you will be able to control slash instill a solid faith with your kids. Um, Mm. And while I do think that resources are good like my goodness catechize your kids like i'm a big proponent of that Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'm a big proponent of read the read the bible with your kids like these this is this is what god gives us we should be doing these things um but it's not a tit for tat pull a leather lever um and you will produce these results with Mm. your children um there's a um uh, this is where i think it was a mm, a really huge help for me that um i stumbled into you know the uh Westminster Seminary presuppositional apologetics thinking um right around the same time that i had my first um because in some ways mm-hmm. just those discussions helped lean away from okay, you've got to answer all these questions and you have Mm -hmm. to answer them just right for your kids or you parents are the reason why your child isn't a believer later on, right? And instead leaned more towards if what is of primary importance is that my children are led to God Um, and that they have a relationship with him, then the biggest things that I can do is model that um, and pray for them. Um, And that's something that has been um, a huge influence on me. Um, And yeah, there's a, um, a great section in uh Paul Miller's A Praying Life that I love Mm -hmm. um that he he says it took me 17 years to realize I couldn't parent on my own it was not a great spiritual insight just a realistic observation it didn't take me long to realize that I did my best parenting by prayer I began to speak less to the kids and more to God and it was quite relaxing Um, (laughs) so i like that that idea of speaking less to the kids and more to god became in some ways a um a goal to set Mm -hmm. for myself um you know when they come to me with big questions when they come to me and I'm i'm more than a little stressed out um what's what's happening more right where's the where's the balance am i chiding filling them all of these sorts of things, or am I directly going to the one who can actually be doing something in their hearts?
1: Yeah, thanks for that. Um, Yeah, that's such a good reminder that, and it's also freeing, Mm. you know, it's so freeing to know that I don't have to get it all right, but I get to be part of what God is doing, Mm. What God is doing in my kids' lives, um, and that He and He is pursuing them, and that He loves them, and I'm mm-hmm. just a part of, I'm just a part of that, and and I get to be on this journey with them. And I think from that, from you know, we're not advocating not to have answers for your kids, you know, and to just right. be like, hey, just pray, you know, um, <laughs> right. but but it's a recognition mm. that just pray is not is not a that is a, not a bad answer either. You know, it's not something to laugh off, ah, right? Mm, mm. Um, like even like I just did. <laughs> but um but it's we're, like, we're not uh, modeling this well. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's not, you know, uh it's not opposed to, but it is also essential to the answers that mm. we to that we give them. And um yeah. yeah. And so I think not being not being not feeling like we have to 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 do it all and know it all right away Mm -hmm. but walking with them we get to experience god too we're talking about our kids experiencing god we get to experience god too with the people and the Mm -hmm. children that um, and teens that we're walking with Mm -hmm. um uh you you mentioned actually a little bit about apologetics um presuppositional apologetics um, hmm. And I remember actually when I sat in my class at Westminster, um, uh, I, or I was listening. I was online, so I was listening to a class. <laughs> um, Or actually, it wasn't online. Sorry, it was a CD-ROM. Oh wow! <laughs> so it was distance learning. Whoa. Um, with uh, Bill Edgar, he was talking about apologetics, and he was talking about how we think of it usually as like conversations that people have outside the church or evangelizing with non-believers. But he also said that one thing that it does, uh, presuppositional, but he even talked about, you know, evidence, like Mm -hmm. uh, evidence-based type apologetics, um, that it strengthens the faith of Christians Mm -hmm. inside the church as well. And I know that Books have helped me along this journey as someone who was raised in the church, but had a lot of questions, and thought we could talk a little about that. You know, Remley, are there books that have helped you? That helped you when you were younger, or or that you recommend to our listeners who are parents um, wanting to equip their kids? Because that is one thing that we want to do, as much as we, while recognizing that that God alone is able to change their hearts, we also recognize that there are really good answers for their questions Mm -hmm. and we want to equip them with some of those answers. Where can they look? What's helped you Emily? Right. Yeah. I mean,
0: going, so I'm going to get to resources, but I also wanted to say that I've seen so many times, especially with the, um, uh, with the youth group interactions that I've had that um, if, if they may not even necessarily be, coming to you with their questions, but they are definitely online looking at these questions. I mean, mm-hmm. and and if they're not actively asking them, the internet's asking it for them. Um, so there's a lot of places where I think people are not as cognizant that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. teens are getting answers at places like Reddit and TikTok and Snapchat um, that mm-hmm. you, you should be aware of and, mm-hmm. um, providing um good not solid answers in the sense of perfect um but engaging Mm -hmm. in them um because a lot Mm -hmm. of what's being said is you know christians don't ask these questions or Mm -hmm. um you know nobody's nobody's talking about these things it's like well let's talk about them (laughs) yeah
1: and also people have been talking about them for a hundred years for a long
0: long time (laughs) sometimes sometimes i'll get like these questions from a teen and they'll say something like nobody's talked about how you know how goodness how jesus could be god at the same time as being man i'm like nobody really (laughs) (laughs) so so there's the extent to where like hyperbole exists on the internet and we need to be aware um and equipping people in that regard so Um, That was my wild tangent. But coming back Mm -hmm. to that, like as far as really solid resources go. um, Yeah, I grew up kind of classically on Mm -hmm. um, like the Lee Strobel, Keys for Christ, McDowell. (laughs) It's It's like Jesus is either lunatic, Lord or liar, right? Yes. So it's, but that's, I mean, that those are really, really good back pocket things to have and to be equipped with. Um, you know, as soon as somebody comes at you, <laughs> or you start thinking like, well, maybe Jesus is just a good teacher, then you can think about it and go, no, uh, there's not that option. Um, mm-hmm. You really, you really can't have that option. Um, and similarly with Schaefer, um, how then should we live was a really great engagement on culture. Um, later on um i read the world next door which was helpful to look at world views and the way people um, think um and then also dan strange's their rock is not like our rock is a good one on um, the theology of religions and kind of comparing them um i spent a bit of my childhood in internationally um and so mm-hmm. a lot of my friends through high school were were not christians um yeah. and we're not just not religious, right? They Mm -hmm. were Muslims, they were Hindus, they were Buddhists, Mm -hmm. they were Janus. they were Taoists. So then how do you, how do you engage with all of that, um, well and respectfully? Uh, so that was really helpful, um, in that regard. Similarly, um, I love the way that, um, Rebecca McLaughlin, um, Handles uh, religious questions and doubts mm-hmm. in confronting Christianity, um, mm-hmm. and also the the questions that Michael Kruger uh, discusses in Surviving Religion 101. Um, For my own kids, uh, the CCEF mini books have been really helpful. I think most Mm -hmm. of them are CCEF. Some of them might be the RCL series, but um, they have some specifically looking at how to talk to our kids about sex and relationships, Mm -hmm. um, about homosexuality, about um, transgenderism, um, and about um, why bad things happen to good people, Mm -hmm. um, uh, how to deal with the problems of pain. Um, and also, I guess I can't say the problem of pain without mentioning C.S. Lewis, right? So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so that's a lot about um, resourcing myself, um, but uh, what about you, Faith? Do you have any books that have been helpful for you either growing up or in, um, yeah, asking, talking to your kids about these
1: things? Yeah, growing up, Lee Strobel, definitely, Case for Faith. Mm. Case for Christ, Case for a Creator, <laughs> all, of, all of those were just so helpful to, to really, for me to come to the realization that being a Christian doesn't mean that you turn off your brain. Mm, mm. Um, that faith is not about positive thinking and hope <clears throat> and ignoring real questions. Uh, I, I haven't gone back to them in a long time. And I, So I don't remember everything that's in there, but I still remember things that helped me in them. Do You know what I mean? Like little parts mm-hmm. that just really stuck out to me. I remember him, mm-hmm. especially about the, the idea of faith not being like anti-reason, mm-hmm. but faith mm-hmm. as taking the evidence and, and, and just choosing, even though you don't know for sure because you weren't there, but based on all the evidence, you still have to take a faith step of faith uh-huh. and so both understanding that faith is an anti-reason and also understanding that even if you have you know all the logic behind it you still need faith to be a uh-huh. christian uh-huh. um that those those were just so seminal for me um c.s lewis mere christianity too um just in his thinking in philosophy uh in just that little way that he is able to take observations from real life like yeah people hmm. think people who don't believe in god will still think that you do the wrong thing if you're purposely hurting someone something like that like, right. just like really really um good illustrations for like yeah. a team to read through and um and and thought experiments um that was helpful for me as a teen. now thinking about questions for um that that I mean resources that we can give to our kids. Um, oh, I did have like still some of the case for case for creator for kids or something like that. I don't remember where what how I got it. I think <laughs> maybe it was from when I was a kid around that my daughter read when she was maybe like seven or eight, and and she said mm-hmm. those were helpful. And more recently, the Good Book Company has a series for kids from nine to thirteen, um, and you can work through them with even younger kids if mm-hmm. if they're you know, readers, or you can read to them that are biblical answers to big questions about God. And so there are five, you know, how can I feel closer to God? Who who am I? And why do I matter? And one of them is why does God let bad things happen? How do we know Christianity is really true? Uh, and the newest one that's going to come out is how can I be sure what's right and wrong? And so my, I didn't, one of the things that I really wanted for my kids was, to be able to pull out books from the shelves when they had questions on their mm-hmm. own, even without coming to me as much as I want them to come to me. Sometimes I think when you're a, a child or teen, you, you don't even know what your questions are that or that you have them until you read them. Right. And for me, one of the great things my parents did was just have books, that were available. So that when I was ashamed about my doubt, and when I did feel afraid, I remember, I think it might have been one of the systematic theologies, maybe it was that I like went to the index for, for doubt, like D for doubt, (laughs) or something like that. And I remember Uh reading it, and I actually like read it in my room, and I actually was so kind of afraid that I turned around to make sure no one was there, like, looking over my shoulder <laughs> to see what I was reading but but those books and oh. books on apologetics were so helpful for me even though mm. I didn't have to be ashamed it wasn't my parents fault it just was how I felt about it um but I wanted that for my kids and I found out the same thing happened not that my kids were afraid to with about their doubts but later on when we were talking about hey did you ever work through these questions that this other kid you know has too you know how what helped mm-hmm. you and and one of my kids was like Oh, reading that, how do we know Christianity is really true? You mm. know, and I was like, oh, what were your doubts? And I found out some doubts that th- my child was having that I didn't even know about uh, or yeah. fears that she had about Christianity not being true mm. that I hadn't even, that I haven't even known, you know, that had to do with other religions and other gods. And mm. so, um, yeah, those, those books for older teens, uh, for, for younger teens and, and older teens too, Ten ten 10 things every uh teen should 10 questions every teen should an, qu- ask and answer, ask christianity. And the answer. right uh, yes i think <laughs> it's like a I think that's what it was yes yes <laughs> ask and answer about christianity you talked about confronting christianity that's rebecca mclaughlin's um book for teens mm-hmm. uh older teens reason for god and and i think even for adults uh help help my unbelief for the teens mm-hmm. and for adults who are trying to walk with kids I think all of these books mm-hmm. we are hopeful as we recommend them that it's not just giving them but that you can read them and mm-hmm. and work through them with with your with your children and with your teens as well and so um yeah I think one thing that you I thought of when you were talking Remly about why why it can be why the books that you are giving to your kids are about not just about you know the classic apologetics questions like the veracity of the Bible or things like that or Jesus God, but um, questions that they deal with about um, ethics or suffering. Hmm. Um, is hmm. uh, those are so important too because I think sometimes the questions that our children and teens have are, are deeper than just factual. Mm -hmm. they want to so so they want to know how do I how is this loving like I want to love my friends how -hmm. is it loving to tell them that what they want is wrong or how is it I am suffering you know or even they have questions about sexuality and they're struggling too you know they're struggling Mm -hmm. with their own sexuality and so I mean, that's where it's important for us not just to give them answers, but to engage them and see what their heart questions really are. And then from yeah. there, um, we can find the resources that would be helpful for them. Mhm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's helpful, because with it's <laughs> mo- most of the time, though, not all of the time, but most of the time, there is something deeper heart level um, going on that, uh is worth, um, yeah, that thoughtful pastoral touch, Um, so I think it's, yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing Mm -hmm. to keep in mind. Um, Well, uh, that is a wrap for our topics for today, Um, but I did want to mention that if any of the resources that we mentioned, strike your fancy. You can get free USPS shipping on your order at WestminsterKids.com when you use the code WTSKIDSPOD at checkout. That's WTSKIDS, plural, K-I-D-S-P-O-D. Um, also, all of our show notes and links will be available online on our blog at westminsterkids.com blog. And Faith has done a really fantastic job of linking everything that we mentioned into its own little category on the site, too. So you can just click through and see all the books, which is pretty exciting, I think. Firstly, that it's there <laughs> and that Faith worked on it. But secondly, it's pretty crazy to see how many books we mentioned in any show. Um, mm-hmm. I think we might be book nerds. Uh, So (laughs) you might be. Um, But all of that said, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of the Westminster Kids Digest podcast. We are honored that you stopped by and we hope that you will join us next time. Don't forget to rate us on Apple podcasts so other people can see us and find us. In the meantime, you can connect with us on Instagram. Our handle is at W.